pilgrimage volume one pointed roofs by dorothy richardson chapter eight sections five through nine this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine chapter eight section five coming up the basement stairs in response to the tea-gong miriam thought there were visitors in the hall and hesitated then there was pastor lahmann's profile disappearing towards the door and Fräulein patting and dismissing two of his boys his face looked white and clear and firm and undisturbed miriam wanted to arrest him and ask him something what he thought of the weather he looked so different from her memory of him in the saal two saturdays ago two weeks four classes she must have missed why why was she missing pastor lahmann's classes how had it happened perhaps she would see him in class again perhaps next week the other visitors proved to be the bergmans in new dresses miriam gazed at clara as she went down the schoolroom to her corner of the table she looked like a hostess it seemed absurd to see her sit down to tea as a schoolgirl the dress was a fine black muslin stamped all over with tiny fish-shaped patches of mauve it was cut to the base of the neck and came to a point in front where the soft white ruching was fastened with a large cameo brooch clara's pallid worried face had grown more placid during the hot inactive days and to-day her hard mouth looked patient and determined and responsible she seemed quite independent of her surroundings miriam found herself again and again consulting her calm face her presence haunted miriam throughout tea-time emma was sweet pink and bright after her rest in a bright light brown muslin dress dotted with white spots funny german dresses thought miriam funny and old her mind hovered and wondered over these german dresses did she like them or not something about them she glanced at elsa sitting opposite in the dull faint electric blue with black lace sleeves she had worn since the warm weather set in even ulrica thin and straight now like a pole in a tight flat dress of saffron muslin sprigged with brown leaves seemed to be included in something that made all these german dresses utterly different from anything the english girls could have worn what was it it was crowned by the bergmann's dresses it had begun in a summer dress of minna's black with a tiny sky-blue spot and a heavy rutch round the hem she thought she liked it it seemed to set the full tide of summer round the table more than the things of the english girls and yet the dresses were ugly and the english girls dresses were not that they were nothing plain cottons and zephyrs with lace tuckers no ruches it was something somehow in the ruches the ruches and the little peaks of neck a faint scent of camphor came from the martins across the way sitting in their cool creased black and white check cotton dresses they still kept to their hard white collars and cuffs as tea went on miriam found her eyes drawn back and back again to these newly unpacked camphor-scented dresses and when conversation broke after moments of stillness shadowy foliage the still hot garden the sun-baked wooden room beyond the sunny saal the light pouring through three rooms and bright along the table it was to the martin's check dresses that she glanced it was intensely hot but the strain had gone out of the day the feeling of just bearing up against the heat and getting through the day had gone they all sat round which was which miriam met eye after eye how beautiful they all were looking out from faces and meeting hers 
and her eyes came back unembarrassed to her cup her solid butterbrot and the sunlit angle of the garden wall and the bit of tree just over fräulein pfaff's shoulder she tried to meet mademoiselle's eyes she felt sure their eyes could meet she wondered intensely what was in elsa's mind behind her faint hard blue dress she wanted to hear mademoiselle's voice mademoiselle was almost invisible in her corner near the door the new housekeeper was sitting at her side very upright and close to the table once or twice she felt fräulein's look she sustained it and glowed happily under it without meeting it she referred back contentedly to it after hearing herself laugh out once just as she would do at home once or twice she forgot for a moment where she was the way the light shone on the housekeeper's hair bright brown and plastered flatly down on either side of her bright white and crimson face and the curves of her chocolate and white striped cotton bodice reminded her sharply of something she had seen once something that had charmed her it was in the hair against the hard white of the forehead and the flat broad cheeks with the hard clear crimson colouring nearly covering them something in the way she sat standing out against the others judy on her left hand with almost the same colouring looked small and gentle and refined section six tea was over fräulein decided against a walk and they all trooped into the saal no programme was suggested they all sat about unoccupied there was no centre fräulein pfaff was one of them the little group near her in the shady half of the sunlit summer-house was as quietly easy as those who sat far back in the saal miriam had got into a low chair near the saal doors whence she could see across the room through the summer-house window through the gap between the houses across the way to the far-off afternoon country its colours gleamed a soft confusion of tones under the heat haze for a while she sat with her eyes on fräulein's thin profile clean and cool and dry in the intense heat she must be looking out towards the lime-trees ulrica sat drooped on a low chair near her knees sweet beautiful head the weight of her soft curved mouth seemed too much for the delicate angles of her face and it drooped faintly breaking their sharp lines miriam wished all the world could see her presently ulrica raised her head as elsa and clara broke into words and laughter near her and her drooping lips flattened gently back into their place in the curve of her face she gazed out through the doorway of the summer-house with her great despairing eyes the housekeeper was rather like a dutch doll but that was not it section seven the sun had set miriam had found a little thin volume of german poetry in her pocket she sat fumbling the leaves she felt the touch of her limp straightening hair upon her forehead it did not matter twilight would come soon and bedtime but it must have been beginning to get like that at tea-time perhaps the weather would get even hotter she must do something about her hair if only she could wear it turned straight back there was a stirring in the room beautiful forms rose and stood and spoke and moved about someone went to the door it opened gently with a peaceful sound on to the quiet hall and footsteps ran upstairs two figures going out from the saal passed in front of the two still sitting quietly grouped in the light of the summer house they were challenged as they passed and turned soft profiles and stood talking behind the voices flutings single notes broken phrases long undisturbed warblings came from the garden clara was at the piano 
tall behind her stood milly's gracious shapeless baby form as milly's voice climbing carefully up and down the even stages of solveig's song reached the second verse miriam tried to separate the music from the words the words were wrong she half saw a fair woman with a great crown of plaited hair and very broad shoulders singing the song in the hanover concert room in norwegian she remembered the moment of taking her eyes away from the singer and the platform and feeling the crowded room and the airlessness and then the song going steadily on from note to note as she listened no trills and no tune saying something it stood in the air all the audience were saying it and then the fair-haired woman had sung the second verse as though it was something about herself tragically tragic muse it was not her song standing there in the velvet dress she stopped it from going on there was nothing but the movement of the lace round her shoulders and chest her expanded neck quivering in the pressure in her voice and then there had been herr bossenberger hammering and shouting it out in the saal with milly and everything in the schoolroom even the dust on the paper rack standing out clearer and clearer as he bellowed slowly along and then she had got to know that everybody knew about it it was a famous song there were people singing it everywhere in german and french and english a girl singing about her lover it was not that even if people sang it like that if a real girl had ever sung something like that that was not what she meant the winter may pass yes that was all right and mountains with green slopes and narrow torrents and a voice going strongly out and ceasing and all the sky filled with the sound and the song going on walking along thinking to itself she looked about as milly's voice ceased trembling on the last high note she hoped no one would hum the refrain there was no one there who knew anything about it judy judy knew perhaps judy would never hum or sing anything if she did it would be terrible she knew so much perhaps judy knew everything she was sitting on the low sill of the window behind the piano sewing steel beads onto a shot silk waistband held very close to her eyes minna could minna might be sitting in her plaid dress on the window seat with her embroidery her smooth hair polished with bay rum humming solveig's song the housekeeper brought in the milk and rolls and went away downstairs again the cold milk was very refreshing but the room grew stifling as they all sat round near the little centre table with the french window nearly closed shutting off the summer house and garden everybody in turn seemed to be saying ich kenne meine tasse sie ist schwarz bertha had begun it holding up her white glass of milk as she took it from the tray and exactly imitating the housekeeper's voice plat deutsch sie ja clara had said it seemed as if there were no more to be said about the housekeeper at prayers when they were all saying vater unser she heard jimmy murmur ich kenne meine tasse section eight fräulein pfaff came upstairs behind the girls and ordered silence as they went to their rooms here all children she said in german in the quiet clear even tone with which she had just read prayers no one to speak to her neighbour no one to whisper or bustle nor to-night to brush her hair but each to compose her mind and go quietly to her rest thus acting the so great heat shall injure none of us and peaceful sleep will come do you hear children answering voices came from the bedrooms she entered each room shifting screens opening each window for a few moments leaving each door wide each her little corner she said in miriam's room fresh water set for the morning 
the heavens are all round us my little ones have no fear gently sighing and moaning ulrica moved about in her corner emma dropped a slipper and muttered consolingly thankfully miriam listened to fräulein's short deprecating footsteps pacing up and down the landing she was safe from the dreadful challenge of conversation with her pupils she felt hemmed in in the stifling room with the landing full of girls all round her she wanted to push away her screen push up the hot white ceiling she wished she could be safely upstairs with mademoiselle and the height of the candle-lit garret above her head it could not possibly be hotter up there than in this stifling room with its draperies and furniture and gas fräulein came in very soon and turned out the light with a formal good-night greeting for a while after all the lights were out she continued pacing up and down across the landing someone began to sneeze rapidly sneeze after sneeze ach die milli muttered emma sleepily for several minutes the sneezing went on sighs and impatient movements sounded here and there ruhig kinder ruhig milli shall soon sleep peacefully as all section nine miriam could not remember hearing fräulein pfaff go away when she woke in the darkness feeling unendurably oppressed she flung her sheet aside and turned her pillow over and pushed her frilled sleeves to her elbows how energetic i am she thought and lay tranquil there was not a sound i shall never be able to sleep down here it's too awful she murmured and puffed and shifted her head on the pillow the winter may pass the winter may pass the winter may pass the academy a picture in very bright colours a woman sitting by the roadside with a shawl round her shoulders and a red skirt and red cheeks and bright green country behind her people moving about on the shiny floor someone just behind saying that is plain air these are the plain airistes the woman in the picture was like the housekeeper a brilliant light flashed into the room lightning how strange the room looked the screens had been moved the walls and corners and little beds had looked like daylight someone was talking across the landing emma was awake another flash came and movements and cries emma screamed aloud sitting up in bed ach gott clara clara she screamed cries came from the next room a match was struck across the landing and voices sounded gertrude was in the room lighting the gas and clara tugging down the blind emma was sitting with her hands pressed to her eyes quickly gasping ach clara mein gott ach gott on ulrica's bed nothing was visible but a mound of bedclothes the whole landing was astir fräulein's voice called up urgently from below end of chapter eight section nine recording by expatriate in bangor maine